everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. <laughs> Hold on to your butt. <laughs> Seriously? Well, we're back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 252nd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss... All Things Jurassic Park. In today's episode, we are going to dive straight into the news. It's been a, uh, a pretty big week for Jurassic News, so we'll cover a few of those items to kick things off. And after that, we hear the debut of a brand new segment from patented Jurassic Park podcast contributor, Jay Jurassic. Now, of course, you do know him from such segments as Amber Finds and all those associated spinoffs of that segment, as well as Jay and Ted's Jurassic Adventures. But today, he throws it back to a pretty important conversation between Claire Deering and Owen Grady about remembering the first time that you saw a dinosaur in his new segment, Do You Remember with Jay Jurassic? Now, we did, we were thinking about opting to uh, go with a longer title, Do You Remember the First Time You Saw a Dinosaur in Film, Cartoons, Books, or Any Other Media in Which You Would Bring Back Memories to Discuss on this segment with Jay Jurassic, but we just kind of opted to go with Do You Remember? It gets the point across, and you guys know that moment from Fallen Kingdom with Claire and Owen locked up together reminiscing on the first time that they saw a dinosaur. It's a pretty, I think, a pretty pivotal moment in the franchise, and it's a great question. And Jay just really wanted to dive deep into uh, that that moment for all of us, you know, and, and especially kicking it off with all the contributors here on the show. Uh, we get to learn a lot about each person's particular first moments of, you know, realizing they were huge fans of dinosaurs and it was going to be something that they looked after for a very very long time um so it's a it's a pretty amazing segment uh and i'm i'm glad to be a part of it so in today's segment he is joined by none other than me so i am going to be the first guest on do you remember and i'm going to tell you all of my uh you know my origin story i guess you could say uh for dinosaurs and jurassic and all that good stuff so you get to hear this is this is something i really appreciate you get to hear those original stories and honestly you know we've had conversations and pretty deep conversations with everybody you know that's a contributor here but jay is going to get super deep and and we're really going to find out the origin of everybody so i am the guest today which is always a, a pretty special thing for me because i don't get to be the guest very often uh i'm, I'm always the host running all those duties and everything so it's always a, a nice change of pace to be the guest but before we get into the segments and the news and all that, I'd like to keep, take care of some quick business. So I, I did want to start off by mentioning that uh, if you're on the internet at all, whether it's you know Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, wherever the case may be, there are big spoilery images floating around the web. Uh, I'm not going to mention what those potentially spoiler images are. 
Uh, I won't say what's in them, but I just wanted you to be warned that they are out there. Um, you know, if you do happen to see something uh, in regards to images from the next film, Jurassic World Dominion, just be warned that there's some pretty big stuff in there that uh, you might not want to see. Um, now, of course, we don't know what those images really, really mean. Uh, I'm talking to all those who who know specifically what's in this, that image. Um, you know, we don't necessarily know what that means, but... Uh, you know, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll you twist things and be different than we expect, but, um, I just wanted you guys to be warned at least, you know, for those who have not seen the image, maybe it's start, it's, it, it might be time. I know it's a, a very far away away at this point, but it might be time to start, uh, you know, muting words you know muting jurassic world dominion muting people and uh you know things around the community if you don't want that kind of uh exposure uh we're at that point in time so i just wanted you to be warned we will be discussing the spoiler images um on the next iteration of the jurassic wire with aaron Byer. so if you do want to hear our thoughts and potential insights into what that could mean uh, stay tuned. We got a few more weeks until that segment pops up, and of course, as always, that will not be within the episode itself. It will be a, uh, a a tag on at the very, very end after the credits and everything in that episode. But we got some weeks before that. So again, just be warned: there are some spoiler images floating around. Now, moving over to our website, uh, we did cover two of the biggest news items from this past week about uh, Jurassic World Dominion being pushed uh, and as well as uh, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous too many S's Camp Cretaceous season 2 okay that you get it you know Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous season 2 trailer okay that was a a mouthful anyway we Uh, Tom Fishenden wrote up some lovely articles, so go check those out, despite my pronunciations of Camp Cretaceous. Um, but yes, so go check out those articles. And then, uh, yeah, over on YouTube, we did a toy hunt, so you get to, to see what I found out in the stores. Uh, we also did a uh, quick look at that Season 2 trailer. Tom did a, a lovely, lovely little video for you guys. And we also did a big live stream together, me and Tom, uh, discussing what we saw in that trailer as well as our thoughts on what it what the season could be and and also the um the panel that happened last week as well and this week i guess over on youtube you can probably expect another toy hunt and maybe another live stream uh we're gonna try to keep those going from now on so yeah that about covers it i think but i know it's been a a long-winded intro but let's go ahead and get this episode kicked off with a little bit of jurassic news from around the world 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. All right, guys, so the big news from this past week is the fact that Jurassic World Dominion is no longer coming out in 2021. It's been pushed to June 10th. 2022 uh pretty much a a straight year delay there and uh it came with um a bit of information from colin trevorrow he said for the past three months i've worked with an extraordinary cast and crew on a film we can't wait to share with the world even though we'll have to wait a bit longer it will all be worth it 
Let's stay healthy and take care of each other until then. So yeah, it's uh, honestly, I think it's a good thing that they're pushing this film uh, to June 2022. It, this this announcement came along with a pretty darn cool poster, which uh, I know our friend Jay Jurassic kind of pointed out looks a lot like the Amber Finds logo. Um, but uh, it's a lovely piece of amber with the uh, iconic t-rex fossil silhouette inside that uh piece of amber and no title does not say jurassic world dominion anywhere on this which is really interesting the fact that they made that big announcement and didn't put the title on there it says june 10th 2022 and a big list of cast members mamuto athi daniela pineda laura dern chris pratt jeff goldblum campbell scott scott hayes isabella sermon bryce dallas howard Justice Smith, Omar C, Deachin Lockman, DeWanda Wise, Sam Neill, and B.D. Wong. Now, uh, we do notice that uh, Jake Johnson is missing from that. We did hear a bunch of weeks ago that there was some scheduling conflicts, but we also did hear that his show got canceled. So who knows what the conflicts, conflicts are and if they will be uh, you know, fixed anytime soon. Hopefully we get to hear from Jake in a little bit here with Jurassic World Dominion. But uh, yeah, that's about it, guys. If you want some more information and uh, discussion on that delay from Tom Fishenden, please head to the link in the show notes. <laughs> And the other big item here for this week is the fact that Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous is getting a second season, uh, and it's coming in early 2021. No real information just yet on what we can expect. Uh, there was a little bit of information within the trailer. Uh, we see a different, uh, a few different dinosaurs, some that we thought were going to be in season one, but are popping up here uh, via the Baryonyx and the Ceratosaurus. Uh, so it looks like they're going to go into some fun locations and, and get into to some trouble. Hopefully they're going to get off the island or not. I guess if they don't, then we get more seasons, right? So maybe, guys, stay on the island. I know I want some more seasons. But it did come with a little press release from DreamWorks. They said, DreamWorks Animation Today announced a second season of Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous will globally debut on Netflix in 2021. The first season, inspired by the multi-billion dollar franchise from Universal Pictures and Amblin Entertainment, was set against the same timeline of the 2015 blockbuster film Jurassic World. Season 2 will find the stranded campers struggling to survive on Isla Nublar as a series charges forward beyond the events of the Jurassic World film. Again, not too much information there, but uh, pretty much what you would expect seeing as where they left off at the end of that uh, season. So, yeah, we're getting a season two in early 2021. I did speculate about this um, recently on an episode, and I wondered, you know, how how many seasons are we going to get? And now that Jurassic World Dominion has been pushed, are we going to get multiple seasons now before Jurassic World Dominion? Is there a chance we get three, four? Who really knows? I, I, I'm, I'm just happy that we're getting two seasons pretty quickly back to back even so if you want to read some more speculation and uh, find out some more information you can find the article from tom fishington in our show notes Uh, oh there it is there it is do you remember the first time you saw a dinosaur it's it's a dinosaur first time you see them it's like a miracle you read about them in books you see the bones in museums but you don't really believe it they're like myths and then you see the first one alive 
real live cops that made this? I have to see this. T-Rex? Mm -hmm. You said you've got a T-Rex? Uh-huh. Say again. We have a T-Rex. But it's the first dinosaur I've ever seen in person, and I mean... We're here to see dinosaurs, so... How'd you do this? I'll show you. Hey, Jurassic fans. Today we are doing the very... Um, I guess this would be the very first episode of a new segment um, that I feel is going to be very special for the Jurassic Park community and for the Jurassic Park podcast. Um, it is called, Do You Remember the First Time You Saw a Dinosaur? And to start off this show in this segment... We have the most special guest, <laughs> the host of the Jurassic Park podcast, which is Mr. Brad Jost. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm excited. I, I'm like, I've been a guest very like minimal times on this show, and it's always so different feeling. It feels like I'm on a different show. It's funny. Well, dude, it's a, uh, it's. It's like a little nerve wracking because it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I I do my segment on the show, uh, you know, I do uh, the the other segments. I do the you know the one with Ted, and then I, I've done uh, the Amber Finds, and then the the Hunters and Gathers, but I've never done a, a show hosting uh, the host <laughs> of the entire <laughs> podcast. So it's like it's like oh okay, I gotta I got. I get, so I'm like, okay, I gotta take notes to see how <laughs> if I do this just right, because I gotta do this the, the Brad Jost host way. <laughs> Look, you know? I I always show up having no clue what I'm doing, and I forget to take notes. So uh, yeah, I I don't know what happens, but somehow it works. Honestly, yeah, I, I didn't take any notes. <laughs> I just, you know, just, but this is you know, I mean, but it's like, okay, you know, like I have. It's so cool to like. It's kind of like I, I did a, uh, uh, Hunters and Gathers with Victoria not mm -hmm. uh, a while back, and it was just like having somebody that I've been on their show and they were the host, and then like having used. <laughs> yeah, now this intro right here just showing how much like I appreciate <laughs> what you do, you know, for for the, uh, and having me on here, like uh, having me do segments for the podcast. So yeah. Um, Mr. Brad Jost, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> uh, um, well, uh, where should I start? <laughs> um, I guess I, I no, host the, the... I host this podcast. Does every? Do you, <laughs> do you... <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I probably talk about uh, my past quite a bit and stuff like that and mm -hmm. and why I started the show and all that. But, you know, something I don't feel like I dive too much into is is the rest of my 
dinosaur history and stuff like that outside of Jurassic. So, um, yeah, it's cool to, to maybe talk about that a little bit more. And, um, yeah, I just like, I love dinosaurs, but I don't necessarily, I'm like, I'm never like a huge, uh, person who knows like all the facts and all the, uh, like how they look in their bone structures and all like people can identify stuff right off the bat. And I'm just like, I don't know. It looks cool to me. I don't know what it is or who I can't <laughs> pronounce half these things. Like I, so I'm like, I'm a dinosaur lover, but I also don't know like a ton about them. So I try to work my way through. So it's always interesting having a podcast that deals with dinosaurs quite a bit. Uh, it makes it a little bit interesting, but um, but yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I completely get it. I, I've, I've heard you a couple of times on, on different segments where you're like, well, I don't, I, you know, I'm not a big dinosaur expert, but I feel like, like with, with Jurassic, you just have this, like, like this love for these, um, these majestic creatures and like, you don't necessarily have to be an expert, you know? No. Um, I feel if you go more down because I feel like Jurassic creates um such a such an array of bright minds that come out of this. Um it, either you go in, uh, either Jurassic inspires you to become an artist or visual effects artist or you, you know, something to do in the field of art because you're just um just taken back by how these creatures are made for uh, for the movies uh, from the animatronics to the CGI and you're just wow I want to do something like that when I get older or it makes yeah. you go into film or it makes you go into music for composing for um, the like the tracks with John Williams or it makes you go into that paleontology field and that's where you go into that expertise of dinosaurs. Well, I want to learn more about these things and, and well, did they really look like this? And, you know, but all that array of stuff that, that Jurassic takes you into, it's all great, you know? <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's not like um, you have to be this dinosaur expert. So it's, it's funny sometimes because uh, I'm not a dinosaur expert myself, but I do, Try, I, I did read about like new studies and things of that sort, but I have trolls saying their names all the time, man. <laughs> yeah. Look, I mean, in, in terms of like uh, how much you know dinosaurs, like we know way more than the average person. So, you know, we oh, can yeah. say, you know, we can come up with some of these weird name dinosaurs and some factoids and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. if anybody ever is like, how do you, how do you say this one? They go and they come up to me and I'm like, oh, it's a Rampharynchus or something, you know? And I'm like, yeah, it's yeah, easy. Yeah. Suchomimus. But like, yeah, getting much deeper than that is, is a little tough, but, and you're, you're right though. It, it is this film, um, has like bred so many uh creative people and stuff and i i gotta say like you know this movie came out when i was like really young so it it has to be one of the first movies where i felt like i could i could do something you know because everybody's always like well what do you want to be when you grow up do you want to be a fireman a policeman a, a, a baseball player a football player like it's always these stereotypical things um but when you yeah. watch jurassic you know, it's like, oh, well, you do you want to be a paleontologist or do you want to make movies or be an actor or something like that? So that's the kind of thing that stood out to me was like, especially when you have somebody like Timmy, who who essentially was me, like I was around that age um, and uh, you, you you see this kid and you're like, well, why is why am I not that kid? I could have done that. 
you know, that could have been me. I would have loved to have been, and, and it's not even, I would have loved to have gone to Jurassic Park. It's, I would have loved to have been in that movie and, and acted that role. I wasn't an actor by any means. I was just a normal kid just living life. But it's just something about this movie that like <laughs> wants to put you into the the uh, the the filmmaking business or you know the paleontology business whatever it is like just putting you into those roles it's it's really really cool yeah um uh, dude uh, i remember seeing this movie and 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 just like i didn't know uh, when i was when i was a kid back then and when you'd watch like these uh kid movies like they were like uh you know like richie rich or or uh <laughs> oh, home alone yeah. You, you didn't think that these kids were actors. You're like, they're just kids. I could do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and when I saw Timmy in the movie, I'm like, how come, like, how can you get into this movie? How, uh, how can yeah. I do this, you know? And, and and you didn't, I didn't know back then that you had to be like a, like a kid actor or, or you had to go the auditions or whatnot. But I honestly was like, I can, that's me. And, you know, you felt that you were that kid in that movie. And, and I I completely understand it. Just remembering, like that you that it is it, it it was like I was a fanatic of dinosaurs, and he's carrying around this book, and I had books that I used to carry around with dinosaurs in them, and it's it's just like that connection. That's uh, it's oh man, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And and as we'll learn, I was yeah I was doing the exact same thing that you just described. So mm-hmm. it's. It, it's this universal thing, no pun intended, but like this universal <laughs> idea where you, everybody watching these movies, boys or girls, whoever it was, just wanted to be these kids and wanted to be in these movies. And and I think that's why it's such a creative field. You know, it's, you know, it breeds so many amazing people in the community and stuff. And uh, sure, I guess others do as well, but. I don't know, in a very different way. Like kids growing up watching Star Wars, they could certainly want to be Luke Skywalker, but like it's not like everybody was walking around their house like actually being Luke Skywalker. We were actually being Timmy in in real life. You know, like we were that kid or we were the computer nerd as Lex or something like that. So, you know, and also another movie, not a lot of things like this happen, like movies, I don't think for me, but like Twister is another one. Um yeah, that 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 worked for me. Where I was like, "Oh my god, I want to, I want to be a meteorologist, and I want to, I want to go track down storms or or just do the weather on TV, like whatever it was. I just loved storms. So there's there's very like few of these moments in film that really want to pull me out into that world. And uh, Jurassic and and Twister, <laughs> definitely one of them. Two of them, I guess. <laughs> I you know. It's it's funny that we we both have that uh that that love for for that for the movie Twister like <laughs> yeah. um it's an amazing movie but like it's it's got it's got a fan base that I never really knew was really there but I was a huge fan of Twister as well like um yeah dude I I remember it made me become fascinated with tornadoes and I remember going with my um with my grandma to like uh to Kmart back in the day and I used to go to the video section and 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 look for VHS on 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 like um uh, storm captures and there'd be so many videos at the time because it, it 
it became like uh it made tornadoes popular which is so weird because they're destructive and they they destroy yeah. lives but it made them <laughs> it, it brought them into like this like popular culture um because the movie was huge if you, you remember 1996 twister was like the mo- the blockbuster movie of the summer everybody was talking about this movie it was on the it was in the newspaper it was in the news yeah um and i remember just having vhs after vhs ordering vhs off of tv remember when they did those <laughs> like infomercial yeah things that would come out like at 3 a.m and it's like order these storms twisters in the south and i was like oh i got i got to see this i have to yeah. see this i yeah i used to like i had um and and probably due to this because i used to film like dinosaur videos out in the woods and stuff like that like pretending like i was in jurassic park but i also used to stand on my front porch and film every storm every storm that passed by i would go out and just sit there (laughs) and have it my my high eight camcorder like in my hand with that strap you know around the hand and just like just filming storms zooming in to try to catch a lightning bolt and yeah it's so like these these two movies have definitely made me a very strange person over time (laughs) but like you know even still today i'm still talking about dinosaurs and i'm you know when a storm comes around i still want to go out and i pull out my phone and i'm like i gotta put this on instagram or something like i don't know i just have that mentality still no i i i I still have the 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 scene in my head where um bill paxton walks out um and he's like He's like looking at the sky. It's like that scene outside the cafe, and he's outside and he's looking at the mm-hmm. sky. And then um, Dusty comes up to him. Um, oh, I forget the actor's name. Um, he passed away a couple years ago. Yeah, I'm blanking uh, too. Uh, but you know which one I want. Yeah, yeah, about, exactly. Right? Dusty, the crazy one in the crew. Dusty comes. Phil- like, yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman. There you go. Yeah, he comes up to him. He's like, "What's going on, boss?" And he's like, <laughs> "Going green." He's like, that's right. All right, let's go. That's right. And then he just he just put his fingers in the air, and he knows where the storms. And and whenever I see a storm brewing, I I, I look at the sky and I go, going green. Like, <laughs> I feel yeah. like Bill Paxton in that moment. And that that these are movies that like impact your life when when you're, you're a kid. And it's like yeah. they. they it, it, the, these two movies for some reason it was Jurassic and and Twister which you know is what I, so they're, crazy they're similar because when you when you, when you talk about the um, the fear and anxiety of going to see a dinosaur and, and that terror uh, you know you're kind of putting yourself in a really crazy situation it's the same thing with a Twister like going to capture you know footage and uh, you know trying to test it and uh and all that do some science you're you have to put yourself in front of a twister like so it's it's very similar you have to put yourself in front of a dinosaur very scary situation or put yourself in front of a twister and i feel like so many of us would still want to experience a twister despite knowing how violent and and horrible they are you know i i still would like to see one but I just know the chaos that that brings, and I don't want that to happen. Um, but I would still, if somebody asked me, would you go to a dinosaur park? I would be like, yes, please sign me up. So we have this this mentality just to put ourselves in harm's way for some reason. You know, I never really thought about it that way, and that's 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 the that is 
that's perfect. <laughs> that it's it, it the way I always thought of it is uh, both movies deal with like that that uh that force of nature that nature just like throws at you where you 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 think you can control it or, or predict it and it's like no you can't <laughs> and it's like yeah. it, like some of the like uh scenes in twister were like uh um that <laughs> i would never forget like when they're in the car and they're like uh, seeing those like um the the, the water slide clones or called mm -hmm. like water spouts but they're like those ones are like straight up tornado water spouts and um and then you, you see they like they like switch into two and you see bill paxton go oof we got sisters you hear his like uh fiance oh my god in the back <laughs> And it's like the, the, the predictability I always felt was like, the, I guess, the the thing that made these movies so similar for me. And not only that, we I think we do you know that like uh, I think it was Michael Crichton that wrote the screenplay for Twister or yeah, he worked yeah. on it or something. Yeah, yeah that's so like, that's why it's so similar, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so like, do you remember the first that, time you saw a Twister? <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> Just turned into, but this is this is well. This this really is what this um this segment's about. And you see, Brad, when when I talk to the other contributors, um, this is pretty much letting the fans that that listen to us um on a daily basis, um, why is it that we do this? Why do we go on the the this show and talk about this movie from 1993, which now is branched down to this huge franchise. But like the basis of it all has to go with a book that turned into a movie that turned into a phenomena and mm -hmm. turned into a huge like franchise. But why is it that we do it? Like, why did we become these fanatics? And, and you'll see with like every contributor I talk to, it's very different where like, um, this uh influence comes from and then turns into like jurassic being the the thing that takes it over like it, it starts maybe like with 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 a small dinosaur movie or dinosaur toy and then it's all it always happens around the right time when like jurassic came out you know mm -hmm. so so like we're talking about Twister, but it has to do with Jurassic. Of course, <laughs> and it's, yeah. You see that somebody else is like, "How do you make that connection?" But there is a connection. It, it all you works. <laughs> it, it all connects. It, it, it all connects. Yeah, and um, yeah, especially with that Crichton connection there. But I, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just something about the the perfect timing, and yeah, these these films, whether it's Jurassic, perfect timing, uh, Twister, and The Lost World, perfect timing for me. Jurassic Park 3, not so much perfect timing for me. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it all came back around with with very good timing with these movies and, uh, the you know, the new ones. So it, it is all about timing. And, and that's why I think it is interesting to, to learn more about uh, what everybody else thinks because somebody who's younger, that Jurassic Park 3 was perfect timed, you know, perfectly timed mm -hmm. for them. So... Yeah, it really all depends on when you when you came about and and just where you were in your life and ah, it's it's such it's such a great you know it's such a great experience because you know we grew up with these these toys like I have I have a bunch of toys around here and these books and 
these things are mythological beasts that we cannot possibly imagine, but yet these films mm-hmm. bring them to life, and that's what's so magical. And, and the crazy thing about the, these the dinosaurs is like they're constantly changing. Mm-hmm. You know, we really don't know what these things look like. So our imagination is like the the biggest tool that we can use to like to create these things. Because mm-hmm. to as much as like science will throw at us, where like you now like there's there's this term that I even I'm even guilty of saying it scientifically accurate T Rex or scientifically accurate Raptor or and so on. But at the end of the day, we really don't know. We don't, you know, um, these, you know, I mean, we can guess and it's and it's left a lot of it's left to the artistic uh, minds that, uh, to recreate these dinosaurs. Um, There's a recent find not too long ago with with all this uh, Nedry stuff that we've we've gotten lately and um, the Amber uh, collection, Dilophosaurus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, new study came out that mm, made Dilophosaurus look completely different. Like the, the crest is all different and whatnot. And we, and you know, and of course they use the Jurassic Park reference, which is something they always do. Jurassic Park got it wrong. <laughs> like, we yeah, get it. <laughs> that, that always bugs me. Yeah. And you see those articles pop up all the time, like just saying the 10 things Jurassic Park got wrong about dinosaurs. And you're like, no, who cares? We, we understand, we get it. And they didn't necessarily get it wrong. They just... That's what they knew at that point in time, and and even if they didn't, that's what they went with, and it doesn't matter because it's it's a it's a, a fictional creation. It is what it is, and and when it comes down to it, we're always dealing with some sort of uh, you know creatures that were bred from DNA strands mixed with something else and something else. like. So I never care about that scientifically accurate stuff. Um, you know, and like you're saying, these dinosaurs are constantly changing. Like when we were kids, they didn't look like they even do in Jurassic Park. Like not even close. Oh, no, you know, and <laughs> and it's so silly. Like these depictions that we have, um, whether it be like you know the T Rex just the way it stands, or uh, I have some weird like Spinosaurus toys, or. You know, the fact that like a patasaurus is or brontosaurus comes and goes and it's like, you know, Pluto or something like that. Or um it, it the stuff changes all the time. And I don't think we should be so harsh on the the film creators or people who who care about what these dinosaurs look like in the movies. Or if anybody says dinosaur when they mean like pteranodon or, or mosasaurus, <laughs> I don't really care. <laughs> I know I, I've I've made the mistake a couple of times and I I try to correct myself. Uh, yeah, but but you know, um, the the funny thing about it all all of this is that uh, if it if it wasn't really for um, with with the the errors and mistakes that Jurassic Park did, it always leads to it always leads to um for kids and and people just interested in the films to go to a museum and it always leads them to learning about the science um oh i, I didn't know yeah. t-rex were that big oh i had no idea velociraptors were that small let me it, it, it will make you 
go into that like um, self journey of finding out what these animals were actually like when you compare. Oh, I thought velociraptors were were six feet tall. No, they were actually like the size of chickens. That's strange, you know. And <laughs> you, you see yeah. that when when I've actually told people that, well, no, you know, it's that. Also, oh, the direct. Well, that's the science that we had back then, or you know, I mean. There's certain liberties that the movie took. It's it's artistic liberties. The, the you know like yeah. Come on, we we really <laughs> we, we can't clone them. So <laughs> you know what I mean. It, that's the biggest artistic liberty right there. We can't yeah. clone any dinosaurs right now. <laughs> yeah, and we moment. we talked about it before, but like the fact that most people can't name ten dinosaurs or anything like that. So I understand why the creators would want to make something that's visually striking and cool looking like the Dilophosaurus looking that way and doing what it does. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And you, you cannot deny that thing because, you know, you've seen that picture of of I think it's like a pope or something, the pope or something like that with like yes. some sort of like shawl that flies up and it looks like a Dilophosaurus and everybody, <laughs> everybody knows that that looks like the Dilophosaurus from the movie. So mm -hmm. it, it's just this, it, 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 it's created this mentality of like, people know some dinosaurs and people uh, at least are are familiar with even more dinosaurs because of these movies. Maybe they're not perfectly accurate, but most people, once they stop being a kid, kind of forget about dinosaurs outside of these movies. Um, so yeah, at least this movie is giving people the opportunity to to learn more or to uh, give them more dinosaurs so that they can go to their their books or their like you're saying their library uh, not libraries their museums or whatever and just learn more. I guess you can learn more at a library. Do people still go to libraries? I don't know. Do people go anywhere now? Who knows? Um, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, things things just change. Like I I have um. I have two books here. Um, mm -hmm. One is, let's see, this one. It's called The How and Why Wonder Book of Dinosaurs. And it's got like toy dinosaurs on the front, it looks like. But it's supposed to be like a scientific book, I guess. Uh, when was this made? This thing's got to be super old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and printed 1974. And like, this is a book that I, and I'm not this old, but like, this is a book that was, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got it, but like, it's just one that I've carried around forever, uh, you know, since I was a kid. And this is where I, you know, I would flip through and just look through at, uh, you know, all the dinosaur pictures. And as I'm looking through it right now, oh my gosh, this is hilarious. There's a piece of paper in here where I practiced my cursive apparently. And it, I don't know why I wrote this. Apparently, there's like a loose leaf piece of paper in here that I'm just discovering for the first time. In in what however many it it says, it says the if I can read cursive, let's see the last dinos. Number one, Stegosaurus, Jurassic. Number two, Allosaurus, Jurassic. Number three, Triceratops, Cretaceous. Number four, Styracosaurus, Cretaceous. Number five, Ankylosaurus Cretaceous. And that's it. <laughs> you see, but look at that. You were learning. I was learning. Yes. Dinos what, what, like, what, in what uh, geological time these dinosaurs came from. That's, yeah. see, that's where you learn, which, you know, this, this brings us to the, the, 
the whole thing of this show. Um, do you remember the first time that you saw Dinosaur? The the very first time that they that like um you became immersed with this, like uh uh where these creatures like captured your imagination. Was it the was it like the the book that you just uh talked about or or yeah. where exactly was it that it it all stemmed from i think you know? it's it's an assortment of things and it's not you know it's not jurassic because that came uh, a bit later but um <laughs> it's it's these books you know this this one here that i have apparently from 1974 like to help you learn about dinosaurs and um i forget if it's this one one of them has like a really cool like what are the know, illustrations that, in that, that 19 they literally book. look like they're just like crayon drawings <laughs> I, i'll have to send you some pictures i'll have to scan some pictures in but uh they're pretty awesome there's there's like i don't know if they're like watercolory pictures but they're awesome they're really cool depictions like this allosaurus is the craziest looking thing i have ever seen <laughs> and i i really need to send you a picture of this because it's just so outlandish oh my god that is so crazy. The leg is massive on this, and it doesn't look anything like an Allosaurus, which is which is why I laugh so hard when everybody argues Does, over what this, you know, the Allosaurus from Fallen Kingdom, and then what it looks like in Battle at Big Rock. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the world we grew up in. Is this Allosaurus looked like a man in a costume? That's that was what uh, I learned, you know. I'm, yeah, so, I, I'm not gonna lie. I've been guilty of like talking about the falling kingdom allosaurus and then the big rock one, but I like the big rock one more than that. <laughs> the one. But um, but okay, very important question let me, though. Go ahead. Yeah, is this allosaurus dragging its tail? Of course, of course it is. I, I, I gotta, I gotta try to. With. Yeah, I gotta try to send you this picture. Let me uh, log in on my phone here. Um. But it's it's just hilarious. It it literally looks like, you know, kind of like how a, a person stands in a Godzilla costume or something. But <laughs> this time it's just a, a an Allosaurus. Um, all right, let me send you this picture here. The, the, the kids today don't understand that. Tom, if uh, when you're listening, <laughs> this, all right. So I sent, I sent it. I sent it in our hangout there, so you could take a look. Um, but it's just the depictions of dinosaurs here are just so strange, so weird. And this is the first place that we learned about them, uh, you know, and and like the T-Rex and the Allosaurus and all these theropods just like walking with these uh, tails down. Triceratops is, has pretty much been the same across the board. I feel like uh, at least visually it just kind of looks similar. Do you see that I, thing? I'm, I'm looking at it right now. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious looking. It's it, but that's what that's the that, kind of stuff that we were brought up on. That is a guy in a suit. That it it, it, <laughs> it literally looks. It literally looks like. Um, I don't know if you guys in, are into conspiracies at all, but it looks like a reptilian. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so. It's yeah. It literally looks like yeah. It's like a Spider-Man like villain old. or something. Yes, like the lizard, the lizard yeah. <laughs> uh, from Spider-Man. It's just but, missing the lab coat. <laughs> but we have these awesome depictions of just dinosaurs or or uh, water, you know, the, like a plesiosaurus, mosasaurus kind of stuff. I love how things were the depicted mobile. back in the day. Like all this stuff is so so cool. 
Um, yeah, the mohawk and, on that uh, Mosasaurus is actually yeah, pretty it's, cool. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so this Brad, is Brad. You do have you got to put these pictures up when the, yeah, this these things. Comes it's so cool, and and this is what we were brought up on, like this T Rex mm-hmm. that stand like stands completely upright, which I believe is isn't that the logo of the film? Is that upright T Rex, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So it's it's a book like this, and I also another one I have here. Um, when was this? This is called the Natural History Museum Book of Dinosaurs. Um, it's a little bit bigger, a little bit newer, I believe. Um, let me see here. The date this on one, this one. This one, 1993. All right. So it's a, uh, it's 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 you know it's as uh, as up to date as possible with Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> The thing about this book, which really captivated me so, so much, was, you know, I, I flipped through here. They've got some incredible depictions, uh, you know, of what we at the time know as, you know, these dinosaurs from the films. But, you know, flipping through, there's a lot of, like, really in-depth information here. So I probably got all that information from this book uh, that I wrote on that loose leaf thing. But... Um, like I was saying, the really cool thing about this book is every once in a while there's these pictures that I'm trying to oh, I'm trying to scratch. Yeah, you know, here here we go. I'll send you this one because it I would I would sit here as a kid and look at this book and be like, is this a real dinosaur? <laughs> is is this real? Like, where did they get this picture? Like how. How did they how did they capture this? And I would sit here and and just literally stare at these pictures for like hours and just wonder where they got these things. And I never it never dawned on me that they were just like some sort of model or anything like that. And you know Jurassic Park came around and that's what that movie is is these animatronic creatures that were built to look exactly like the dinosaurs that they're representing. And I just it just didn't really dawn on me. Um, like I have another one here of like this one here uh, is is just a a bunch of eggs and like they're hatching out of these eggs and it's 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 just a, a nest outside and I always would look at this and be like, where are those baby dinosaurs? Like, where did they hatch those things? Like, <laughs> so I feel like this is one of those things that really piqued my interest as well. And and this may be a little bit later, but I was probably what. Um, seven at this time um but you know i I probably got into dinosaurs a little bit earlier i think what land before time came out um yeah yeah. in the late 80s i believe right um so i i was certainly into Mm -hmm. those um i had what do you call it the um hand puppets wasn't that from pizza hut uh land before time hand puppets let's see I, I don't know. I, I yeah. Just, oh yeah. With Land Before Time, I I I saw it after Jurassic. I didn't see it uh, in in the when it came out. So this looks like I, I just googled it real quick. There's these. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're from 1988, and I oh, wow. I well I I I'll say still have them, but these these ones came into my possession uh, within the past five years or so. I got two of these. Um, what's the rex's name it's like uh do you remember oh what was that rex everybody's like it's blah 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 it's this thing 
Oh, I'm blanking on the Rex's name. But anyway, I have two uh, of those Rex. Sharptooth? Sharptooth. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So I have two of those in my house now. But they're these just hand puppets from 1988. And these were things that I was just in love with. I had like the little foot. I had the uh triceratops one i don't remember all their names <laughs> but <laughs> but these things were and, and it's so so weird that like i feel like this is could be a common thread but i feel like a lot of people have these early memories of like like fast food or food tie-ins uh food toys stuff like that um yeah these these are like these have to be like if you if you look at I was only three years old or whatever when these came out. So this has to be pretty early on. And my son just turned three. So it makes me wonder, like, what is he being – what's being impressed upon him right now could be something he's talking about on whatever the podcast version is in 2050 or what. I don't know. <laughs> it's like virtual reality. I mean, yeah. like, you're, like, immersed into it. Like, it's not even <laughs> listening. You're feeling the podcast. You're feeling the podcast, yeah. You can actually <laughs> – whenever you talk about something, it just shows up in front of you. So I wish I could <laughs> – yeah. Yeah, so uh, stuff like this. Like, this is – these are these first imprints upon me, like these these hand puppets or – um, uh, like, I have a bunch of play school toys that I still have. Um and these play school toys were, I think they predated my Jurassic toys, um, or I got them around a similar time. But they're just like really, really awesome depictions of dinosaurs, and I think they're they're really s- still pretty good. Like, I have an Ankylosaurus that, um, when I put it next to the one that came out with the Fallen Kingdom line, I feel like it stacks up pretty well with that. It's crazy, and this thing is from like 1987 or something like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and another thing. I was talking about the fast food stuff, but there's Mm -hmm. these. um, When was this? These are from 1989. And when you went to McDonald's, you got a Happy Meal. You got uh, a dinosaur, Uh. a dinosaur Happy Meal. And, you know, back in 1989, they gave you a cassette tape. And a little pamphlet that was like a, a storybook. And you would just like put the tape in and there would like be some music or like a story or something like that. And you could just read through the book or whatever and, and listen to the tape. And it was it was really cool. I still have one of the tapes and some of the books lying around. But, um, but these things were another like really immersive thing for me. So... Yeah, I think probably dating back to 1988, 1989, this was some of my first experiences with dinosaurs. I don't remember like a particular first moment, moment but yeah. Um, you know, and honestly I don't even remember the first time I saw Jurassic Park, which is always like a disappointment for me because uh, yes, it's, that, it's that such it's such infamous. a big deal. <laughs> yeah, it's like super like I feel like I know, you know, many, many people that are, that remember that time, but I just, I don't. And I don't even remember seeing The Lost World. Unfortunately, the first one I remember was Jurassic Park 3, and I had a bad experience watching it. So, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm in the same boat. Not, not like, no, not like, I'm not, we're not in the same boat there, dude. But <laughs> different boats, but similar experiences, sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Be that way. 
We're talking about the Spinosaurus, everybody, if you didn't get on, catch on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I didn't see Jurassic Park in it, in it, in the theaters. Um, the first time it came out, um, I saw it for the first time when it came out in 3D. In the in the theaters. Oh yeah, in the theaters, not for the first time. <laughs> no, no, no. For the first time, the first time like, I saw Jurassic Park, I think I've said it on on older podcasts, um, older segments, where I saw it on like, man, this it had to be like a twenty inch or or fifteen yeah. inch TV, and it was a uh, it was all black and white. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, he sent me another. Oh man, that's cool looking. It's like a like an alligator type eyes yeah whatever those eyes are that i sent you and that's one of those pictures that when i looked at it i'm like where, where did this how did they get a picture of this t-rex or whatever this is and i'm like this is crazy yeah and, yeah i remember thinking the same thing when i had this uh i had this one book uh it's the one i've talked about a bunch of times called like the eyewitness um encyclopedia mm-hmm. and it has like these um like um uh depictions of dinosaurs with uh that are like in their death poses and some of them are like dissected like they have like oh, they show like the, you know they show like the the body parts on the inside and and uh, the anatomy of this dinosaur they have one of a brachiosaurus they have one of a a baryonyx um and the death pose one that they have of the baryonyx i i always like when i was a kid i was like how'd they get this like when when did they get this picture? How were they able to do this? You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't I I didn't think for a second that it was you know an artist that sculpted this. You know, you know. But, yeah, I just I just sent you another well, one, and I don't that's know. That's the one. Is that the one? That's, like that's the one. <laughs> because because I look at that picture and and yeah, there's a big baryonyx uh, skeleton up top too, and and I look at it and I'm like thinking that same thing that you're thinking. I'm like, when did, did wait did they? did they dig this up and this is what it looks like still like <laughs> I, that's what i'm thinking yeah. first off i'm like did the, is this is this still like captured in time like it still has skin and they dug it up like as a kid everything is every possibility is going through your mind and i'm like this this is a real dinosaur i am straight up looking at a real dinosaur and there was nothing that would have swayed my mind otherwise like i just had no clue otherwise and it's so crazy looking yeah, it, it is. And it, it just makes me it, like when when I first saw that, uh, I think I was probably like maybe like, uh, I'd say five, five years old when, mm-hmm. when I got the, the book. Uh, my mom gave me this book and it had that picture in it um, where it showed all the like the baryonyx type dinosaurs, because at the time, I don't know if they were they were actually calling it Spinosaurides. I don't think Spinosaurus was, was yet. Uh, it was discovered but they didn't know it had like that crocodilian skull like uh like baryonyx or irritator or um sucomimus so i don't think it, it had like that family name yet i gotta go i gotta find that book and look at it but um i remember seeing that and i was like thinking the same thing and then they like i said they had all these other um pictures of like showing the insides and the anatomy of these dinosaurs and i was like some of them i knew it was it was they weren't real but what i what i didn't understand is like how they knew that you know so Mm -hmm. when you see a picture like this you're like oh so they must have had one that was preserved like a mummy like this 
and exactly. that's how they knew. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How was it preserved? How did it look like that? Like, yeah, there's another one of a, a Troodon here, and it, this one looks a little less real, but probably when I was six, I'm like, that's a real dinosaur right there. And, uh, oh, you know, I'm flipping through. One of the best things is, like, any depiction of <clears> – <throat> let's see here. Oh, let me go back. It, it's it's the, the standard, like, T-Rex, Triceratops face-off. You know, there's so many depictions of that. I just love that, the poses of those two fighting. That is – it's in every – you know, dinosaur book known to man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just one of those things that like, as a kid, just seeing those things like rip each other apart. Like, it's just so, so awesome. It's, it's a very, I, I even remember writing uh like a book, like in like second grade for one of my like literature classes. It was, it was, it was like four pages. I, I know I have it somewhere. Cause I saw it like in, in the like last year, I, I saw it pretty recently. Um, find it in my old drawings and stuff like that it's like uh i drew like a bunch of triceratops like it's like an army of triceratops it wasn't just like a, <laughs> a herd of like three or four it was like an uh, an entire like infantry of triceratops facing off like two t-rexes and then like just <laughs> i was like i don't know i had to be like seven eight years old but man i was drawing some carnage back then i chewed like they, <laughs> they, they went at each other and it's just it's just an iconic like fight like an image the triceratops facing off a t-rex which you yeah. know in in actuality they those like an adult triceratops um a t-rex would probably not even face not even go near like you don't see lions attacking elephants like <laughs> you know or yeah. like the lions don't usually like attack like the the adults of the animals we know that most predators they'll attack the sick and the weak and the and the young you know it's just a natural thing um but that image is so cool that like every artist was drawing that and they still do it to this day. Honestly, I've seen still depictions of that now. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. There's, there's, um, uh, so in, uh, Disney's, uh, Fantasia, I don't know if you ever, have you ever watched that movie? Yes. Uh, it's been a long time, but yes, I know exactly. There's, there's a segment in, for anybody who doesn't know, it's just a bunch of like musical movements, um, and they just kind of animated certain things to these to the music, and uh, one of them is the Rite of Spring, uh, by Stravinsky, and there's this beautiful like, kind of it kind of resembles like, the Land Before Time in a way, just a little bit darker ver- version of that, mm-hmm. like that style. Um, I feel like the the T Rex and Sharp Tooth look like pretty similar. Um, yeah, but yeah, like this, do. I mean, this is a movie that, uh, let me see here, uh, came out in 1940, I believe. So still wasn't around then. Um, I think it was 1940. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I don't know when I, when I saw this, you know, at, at its earliest, but, um, it's another one of those things that like stands out to me and in this there's a battle between like a t-rex and a stegosaurus so they actually like change it up a little bit and it's like it's a bit different so uh i like that approach where you know you get two different dinosaurs facing off against each other yes 
it's 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 always cool to see that scene and and they do it and they do it um it's always you know that predator and that prey uh image we um sometimes it's a stegosaurus sometimes it's like uh i don't know you saw, there was like an animation in the mid 90s that had an allosaurus going against a stegosaurus and it was like that new style looking dinosaurs that they you know when they started making them look like they they they're faster oh okay and it's like a stegosaurus like eating in a desert for some reason it's like a complete desert there's like one plant that's it <laughs> it's the only one the stegosaurus <laughs> is eating and then it the allosaurus comes out of nowhere and starts fighting it and it's like stegosaurus is like come on dude i don't know how long i've been walking through this desert i just Seriously. found a plant <laughs> but um i might actually it might have been a ceratosaurus yeah and i didn't think about it it was a ceratosaurus because i had the horn um and it's always like a really cool depiction you know you mm -hmm. see it's an iconic it's an and, and most of the old books all have it um so but <laughs> We, yeah. we we'll still we we'll still see it to this day with these dinosaur fights. We saw it with uh in Fallen Kingdom, the Carnotaur yeah. versus uh, I forget what that Ceratopsian is. Uh, was it the Sinoceratops in the movie? Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was cool. That was really awesome. A little bit mm -hmm. different than usual, and um, very short and sweet, of course. And then followed yeah. up by something a little bit bigger. But um, yeah, that was really mm -hmm. cool to see that. Um, and honestly, like I know I. I trash talk the uh, motion comics quite a bit, but there was a uh, <laughs> <laughs> there was a face off in there, wasn't it? Like a Triceratops and an Ankylosaurus or a Stegosaurus or something yes. like that. It was a it was two like herbivores, herbivores facing off against each other, and I was like, oh, that's really cool, you know, to have these two creatures that we've never seen really fight before uh, in a Jurassic thing, I guess. So that was pretty mm -hmm. cool. You don't know. I kind of think of it. You don't. It, there's not much dinosaur media out there that has like herbivores fighting each other. Yeah, I feel like you don't really see it all that much because it's not. It's no. not necessarily like the cool thing. Is you want something with some sharp teeth, you know, yeah. coming up against something else. I, so. Yeah, because I, I can really like even with walking with dinosaurs, I don't remember at any point where the herbivores were fighting. They were always like friends in the in even in this documentary. That's uh. It's all science. They were always hanging out with each other. I, I remember seeing uh, like a flock of of iguanodon walking with uh, with an ankylosauri dinosaur, and uh, I think it was like Paula Paulsonia or Paulacanthus or something. Hmm. And um, it's walking with the iguanodons, and it, they sh they show it like the iguanodons are all walking, and the narrator's like, and this dinosaur is part uh, slowly following the group and keeping watch and it's like so they have a bodyguard <laughs> you know um, yeah i'm i'm looking at pictures from fantasia and it, there is a moment in fantasia i guess where a ceratosaurus uh is in the desert with a, a few other dinosaurs but they seem to be like kind of like stuck in the mud or something and yeah it's like uh, really a really stark depiction of like dinosaurs on their last breath like it, it's pretty pretty brutal oh yeah oh and also always the imagery the comet oh the yeah always hitting yeah, yeah and that's every... that's 
that's the reason why I love Fallen Kingdom so much. I know you you don't necessarily like it that much, right? But I just love that. Yeah, I I just love that depiction. <laughs> I just love how like these images that we saw as kids of comets or and and that wasn't in Fallen volcanoes. Kingdom, of course, but the volcanoes and just the mm-hmm. destruction and the plumes of smoke and and just dinosaurs frantically you know evading and stuff like that that was uh, that was always there it was it's and it's it's still in any kind of dinosaur uh thing that comes out you know now it's 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 still there and i i love how that's something that's always there and it, it finally they found a way to bring it into jurassic and i that's why i really love it yeah, I, I, like I said, uh, the, those scenes on the island are my favorite in the movie. And mm. that that particular scene, it's like it was like their way of being like, how can we show like these iconic scenes of dinosaurs that we've seen over time and time again since we were young and show it in this movie? And they were like, we'll throw the volcano and make it look like a second extinction, which basically what it was on that island. And it... it it brings those like sentiments uh, while you're watching that, you know, especially with your favorite dinosaur, the Brachiosaur. Oh, with the... come on. I uh, know, uh, but you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, uh, what, you know, it brings me, why do you love the Brachiosaurus so much? Since uh, that is, I know that's your favorite. You said it time and time again, but is there a reason behind it or just, uh, I, it's just, it is what it is. I think, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with that, that, you know, first reveal uh, of seeing a dinosaur, you know, in the flesh. Um, I, I think it has a lot to do with that, of course. Um, and we get a, you get a lot of screen time with that dinosaur in the film. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I just love odd creatures. <laughs> and that is certainly just it's a monstrous beast like that is just super tall and so abnormal looking with this huge long neck that just is endless. And I just don't understand how it, that entire thing is physically possible. Um, and you know, even today we have, we have giraffe, you know, out there in the wild and in zoos and whatnot. And I look at those mm-hmm. things and I'm like, what is that thing? Why is it, why is it the way that it is? And, that's kind of like the, the brachiosaurus of animals today. It's like, what what is going on there? Why is it that way? And it's just so graceful, <laughs> but monstrous and tall. And, and, and it is just the happiest dinosaur there ever could be. Um, talk about depictions of dinosaurs. Like, you, n- you never see a depiction of that thing without a smile on its face, unless it's in Jurassic Park 3. Um, but, <laughs> Yeah. So (laughs) it's just, it's so beautiful. I just, I love that thing so much. It's, it's so awesome. Yeah. I, I can see that. Like, I feel like, um, before Jurassic, I, I, the long neck dinosaurs, the sauropods that I knew of were like a patasaur and, and, um, um, Diplodocus, you know, I, I didn't mm. know too much about Brachiosaurus, but then when Jurassic came around and introduced me to Brachiosaurus, I'm like, oh, wow, that thing is, that thing is like super majestic. Like that is, uh, I mean, the other ones, they have their, they're, they're big dinosaurs, they're long dinosaurs, you know, but this one's like standing up and its neck is like towards the sky. The other ones, their neck is like low, you know, 
and um it was just like wow that 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 thing really walked around and and was was real <laughs> like yeah this, any like, any long neck i'm like how does that work i just don't understand it <laughs> yeah the, there's been so many like studies with with how how is it possible that they 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 would get the oxygen up to their their heads with that long neck and it's actually pretty fascinating like uh this um like i don't remember anything to actually like say it here on the podcast but like i remember watching the, these uh documentaries and they're explaining how how it works and it's just like wow science and mother nature are crazy awesome like yeah <laughs> But, so so much stuff doesn't make any sense and that is like near the top of the list i'm like what is it why is it <laughs> and it's it's basically that type of stuff is uh what i guess like in the end fascinates us about these things like what, what i feel like what like the core is that we'll never really know you know and it's mm-hmm. and it's a it's a constant feed to our imagination where we as much as we can uh, depict them with with artistry and and science keeps telling us certain things, and there's the debate whether uh, T. Rex had lips or no lips, or or whether um, feathers or no feathers. Mm, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we really will never really know, and until I guess maybe they do clone them, but I I, I don't even know if that would even be that direct either, because yeah. yeah. We'll never, we'll never really know if we're like, okay, I, I think this is right, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. It's, it's what feeds the the human imagination, especially for us Jurassic fans, right? Yeah, it, it's the only time we can escape and see something that, you know, we may never get to see ever again. And it, it's just so crazy because in our time, in our time as humans, like we've discovered these things not all that long ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, thought they looked one way and changed the way they looked time and time again. And, you know, we, we we get to a point where we're like, oh, these things look pretty darn cool. Let's put them in some movies. And it's just that's it's a perfect depiction. And it just brings all of our imaginations to life. And, and I love it so much. Everything about him. Um, it's, it's just the, the coolest thing, like seeing these things on screen. And even today, you know, seeing any new creature and, and, you know, I, I think like when, when you look at that Carnotaurus up close, you know, in fallen kingdom, you're like, Oh my God, like, how did they do that? <laughs> like you just learn, like looking at that, that face and you're like, how is, how is that not real? Cause it just looks so good. Um, so it just, it's so magical, everything. And, whether they're real or not, they they're real on screen, and that's pretty awesome. Yeah, exa- exactly. That's 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 it's, and that's what's gonna like. That's why this this franchise is uh, it's still going, and it's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, especially yeah. with, with people like ourselves, or just <laughs> we want more dinosaur content, more Jurassic. So, it, I mean, like when 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 you want more dinosaur content, do you want more dinosaur content or you do, do you just want Jurassic? Because it, it, I feel like a lot of people want everything. They want all kinds of dinosaur content, but I know a lot of people that, that are like, you know, let's just stick with Jurassic. And I, I feel like I almost side more on that 
fence there because like I don't know. I I don't know if I can attach to something at this point that's like another series or another franchise or something else. I I love this franchise and everything that they've created. Um so I feel like there's no there's almost no room for another dinosaur franchise. It's not like a a space adventure where there's like you know, you could do whatever you want. You could have Guardians of the Galaxy and Star Wars and they could coexist together. Um, but like, I don't know. We just don't, why is there no other dinosaur franchises out there? Why is there nothing else out there for dinosaur fans outside of like, okay, here's like a TV show for kids or here's this, here's like, they tried it with like, um, uh, what was that TV show, right? That, um, Oh, I, I'm blanking on the name of it, but there's been some TV shows over time. Tom will always talk about Primeval, and then that that mm-hmm. other one that was like on Fox. Yeah. Uh, blanking on the name of it uh, in the past, you know, ten years or whatever. But you know, it just doesn't necessarily always work out for these dinosaur films or whatever it may be. Even the good dinosaur from Pixar. It's like Pixar can't ever lose, but like people didn't really like the good dinosaur. So what is it about dinosaurs? I feel like uh, when it comes to like entertainment, um, Jurassic is is top of the line. I don't think anybody can reach it uh, in that sense. Um, or when it comes into other forms of entertainment, I guess with gaming, I feel there is one game that uh, I've said time and time again that is my one of my absolute favorite dinosaur games is Dino Crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, but again that's not a game that everybody can play that's more of an adult type of game because there is a lot of violence in that game but it but it has to do it's kind of like it resident evil but with dinosaurs right so yeah um i just like the fear element in it i love uh, the the kind of like um where you when you're playing that game like it brings that fear of like jurassic in it where like you don't know where these things are going to pop out from uh, there's a lot of velociraptors in the game that just jump out of nowhere, and it's it's scary, man. Or sometimes you're like going through a hallway and you can hear the clicks of the claws on the ground somewhere, and you don't know where it's coming, what hallway it's coming from, and like if there is an electric uh, like um, like force field like that you can protect yourself from, and then do you have enough ammo? Like that's what I loved about that game. Now, when it comes to like movies, toys, um, merchandise, Jurassic is just, you can't top that. Um, but when I guess I, I mean by dinosaur content, I mean more of like, I, I would love more documentaries. Like um, sure. recently, I, I was really enthralled by um, a Prehistoric Road Trip. I don't know if you saw that. No. Uh, so good. Um uh it was it was created on um um on pbs and oh her name is leaving me right now uh i'm gonna say <laughs> it was i <sighs> give me uh you, you buzzed in you 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 bid uh what what does jeopardy do like two thousand bucks what what's the answer final final answer <laughs> Okay, Emily, <laughs> uh, Emily Grassley. There you go. Okay, um, she is a geologist, or she works in geology uh, for the Field Museum, and she went on a road trip to visit um, geological timelines in, 
in our history of the earth. Huh. So she started like in the beginning and then she got to the point where dinosaurs started showing up. Then she, then she got to the point where we saw mammoths and saber tooths and it, it was, it's a three episode show, mm -hmm. but it's, it's like the dinosaur content that I love outside of Jurassic. Jurassic is my entertainment dinosaur content, which, which I can't get enough of, but like, I love documentaries on dinosaurs and yeah, and I love watching the, like, the new sciences and, and um but then there's other documentaries that i don't like like the the other one that you've probably seen on twitter of uh dinosaur hunters like i don't do not um i have heard about it i have not seen it um but yeah i've heard a lot of bad stuff about it so yeah i've not have not it's watched like, it like you you love indiana jones i know you're a big fan of indiana jones right yeah and you know how indy says it belongs in a museum you know, that's yeah. that's exactly how I feel about fossils. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. My stuff that I have is all replicas. I don't I don't if I I mean, if I ended up I have like a, a spinosaur tooth that I was gifted, but like I don't feel like you should own like actual fossils. I feel like they should they belong in a museum to be studied by the world. So like in that show, you have people like illegally hunting dinosaurs, basically. You know, that's what it is. And Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it seems like dinosaurs do excel in, in like uh documentary form still. Like mm -hmm. it, it seems like there's always documentaries popping up. Um, and you mentioned the gaming gaming is still pretty popular for dinosaurs. You, you do see that a lot. And even that, that one recently revealed, right. Um, blanking on the name of it, but it looks like a Jurassic game just without the titling. Um, and uh death death grounds i think right yeah i think so yeah um looks mm -hmm. awesome looks cool um it's like res it's it's basically um I'm a, it's it's dino crisis it's it's basically dino crisis which yeah. which is great but like <laughs> it's dino crisis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um yeah and the other the other format is like kids tv shows like there's mm -hmm. just endless amounts of kids you know, TV shows with dinosaurs in them. And we are watching them all the time here in my house. Like today, actually, even we just started a new one. It was called uh, Gigantosaurus. And I found it on Disney Plus, And it's just like cool. these four like kitty dinosaurs that are like, you know, it's, it's the stereotypical like small dinosaurs that, you know, and they're, they're interacting with uh, just, just, huge dinosaur so it's really cool it's it's a nice cute little show good animation and everything and it was a lot of fun so we were watching that today um but yeah there's all kinds of stuff dinosaur train is one we've watched a bunch uh yeah, there's other yeah shows. i know that one yeah that's that's a pretty popular kids one um blanking on some of the other ones but another pretty big one for my kid which was on amazon and i think it's like a canadian tv show i think I think also that Gigantosaurus was as well, um, but uh, Dino Dana, and uh, I know mm -hmm. it originated with Dino Dan, but um, yeah, we, never, we yeah. haven't really gotten into that one. We've we've only watched Dino Dana, and it's kind of really cool. And and what one thing I did was, uh, well, if you don't know, the show is like Dana, this girl who has you know her family, they all live in Canada, and she has like a dinosaur 
book or, or manual or something. I don't know. She got it passed down to her and she goes on these like dinosaur adventures in her neighborhood or wherever she is. And she just spots dinosaurs. And the, the graphics are actually really good. Like it's pretty well done. Uh, the CG or whatever they're using in there. It just looks pretty good. Um, and she's always spotting dinosaurs. And I never know if like other people are seeing them or if she's just crazy or, <laughs> or if they are really there. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But um, but it's, it's, it's entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> it's, it's very yeah, it's very entertaining, and I I get a kick out of it. And you know, I I look at it and I'm like, I don't think all these dinosaur facts are accurate, but like, it doesn't matter. And and like you're, we were saying before, it gives kids the opportunity to eventually look into it and discover things for themselves. And you know, we were watching it recently, and uh, we were in in our basement here where I had these books, and I I pulled out these old books of mine, and I and I gave them to my kid and I was like here's your dinosaur manual or whatever she has uh, mm-hmm. I forget what it was called it's been a, a few weeks or whatever but like I, I gave him to him and, he, and he's like really excited by them um, and he was looking and flipping through the pages and stuff like that yeah he's only three now but like it was exciting for him to kind of diving to into that and that's that's what I'm doing right now is kind of experiencing these all, all these dinosaur things for the first time through my kid and that that's really awesome that's awesome that's awesome. And that's what's that's what it's all about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's where we learned as as kids. And that's where um you know, we've seen before watching uh like uh the behind the scenes of uh The Lost World, you see like Michael Crichton just like he he, he says this at, at one point he's talking about it. he's like I, I was at a museum and there's this little kid like no more than three years old and he's like Tyrannosaurus stegosaurus and he's just yelling these names and and he's like what is it you know and it's that <laughs> it, it it gets to that point where it is this this like it's this thing that just captures us when, when we're little and some people you know grow out of it but some of us like ourselves we didn't we're still we still see that magic in these creatures you yeah. know and um Jurassic, whether scientifically accurate or not, still feels that magic, right? So um, totally, yeah. And I, I took well, a chance the other day and I showed my kid Jurassic Park for the first time, and I, he's like I said, he he was he just turned three, so he was under three. I'm like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but like, let's put it on. And like, there was a few times where I like. I stood in front of him and distracted him from what was going on on the screen because uh, it was like, yeah. you know, it can be violent at times. So I'm like, all right, yeah, hey, let's look over here. But like overall, he was into it and he he knew some of the characters already because of the the, the, the well the toys and the Lego series as well. Uh, we do, yes, the Lego we, series. Yeah, so he like in the Lego series, you get to see Doctor Grant and Ian Malcolm and. And we were watching it, the movie, and uh, he's like, "Where's Owen? Where's Blue?" I'm like, "They're they're not in this one. You have to wait like three more movies to see them." <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm kind of like, I think I think Jurassic World might be just a little too violent. Like, there's a lot of Something, brutality yeah. in that movie. Um, so sometimes, yeah, it's it's not the whole the whole time, but yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, he he's into the Lego stuff, so you know, we'll stick with that for now. Yeah, just go gradually. Just yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but but Brad, um, I feel that the fans like really, really understand where you're coming from from this uh, 
from your dinosaur obsession and Jurassic's obsession. Hopefully, hopefully. This is, <laughs> <laughs> but this is this this is cool. We get to explore like why is it that you know? I mean, with with all this, it explains why you 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 created this uh, this podcast and um, from from I mean being contributor on on this podcast like. It's so great that you put this together, man, and we're able to we'll talk about our favorite movie franchise like week in and week out. And uh, I mean, use this opportunity to say thanks, man, you know, for letting me be on this podcast, and be able to make segments like this, you know? Yeah. You know, I thank you because like it, it's awesome. And I, that's exactly what I wanted was people to voice their own thoughts and opinions. And, and like I said at the beginning, I'm no dinosaur expert or anything. And I know others are, <laughs> and I know others focus on different aspects of the films. Uh, so it, it should be an open message board for people to kind of just come and give their responses. And, you know, back when I was, you know, it maybe around, you know, early 90s, but maybe between the two first films, like I created my own dinosaur, uh, Jurassic Park fan club and like started it with my cousin and my sister and you know we just sat in my basement you know back in my old house my parents house and like we did we we did absolutely nothing but and i've said it before i have this magnet still right here that i made back then because we had these like my family had like a home business and they would make their business cards and put like stick them on these magnets you could buy like a magnet and peel off the paper and there would be like a sticky part so you could stick a business card on there and somebody could put it on their fridge so i i like had somebody like print me up something that said my name and my home phone number without the area code like it's it's super old you know like and it said the Jurassic park fan club on there and it's just and i stuck it on that magnet and i still have it and yeah it's just something that like yeah i started this in in 2015 the podcast but like you know, in my mind, I've been a part of the fan club since the since '93 or even earlier. You know, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a lifelong endeavor, I guess. <laughs> Never intended to be, but uh, here we are. Well, you know, I I feel that uh, uh, myself and the other contributors and and the fans that listen to the podcast and say thanks for for continuing that endeavor since <laughs> since that basement time <laughs> <laughs> yeah seriously yeah. never never expected you know that you know films of any sort would matter this long you know and now especially mm-hmm. i feel like this past summer we we saw so many big milestones in in films, you know, like, oh, this one's celebrating 25, this one's celebrating 30, this one's 40. Like, there's been so many milestones recently, it feels like. And, yeah, it's just like, oh, this isn't, I'm never outgrowing this. Like, I'm not, there's no point in time where I'm, like, going to grow up. (laughs) No, not when it it comes to your favorite films or, you know what I mean, especially with with Jurassic. Like, I've I've said it uh a couple of times before as well, uh, you know, I, when I was like, um, I'm going to say f- 14, 15, maybe like, like going into my teens, maybe it might've been 13. My aunt told me that she was like, she was like, Oh, you know I mean? Dinosaurs are not going to be that much more important to you. Once you go to high school and all that, she, she was like, girls are going to be more important than dinosaurs. 
I am in my 30s and dinosaurs are still more important. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. It's 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 the important things in life. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, like everybody, you know, telling you that life has to be one way and then you you find mm-hmm. ways to to bring your loves into the life that you're leading and it's pretty awesome to still be able to celebrate these things and not have to be like a, a curmudgeon old person that, uh, you know, doesn't care anymore. <laughs> you know, no, I, feel yeah, like, like... I feel like when you look back on like, you know, family members of the past, it's like I never had anybody that was like a fan of something. <laughs> so it's, it's a new era yeah. and it's it's really cool to see so many people in the same boat. So and that, you know. Uh, I've said it a million times, but we, uh, most of us never knew that other people like these movies or dinosaurs in general. Uh, uh-huh. So yeah. it's great to have so many people right here, you know, along with us and to see our community in general, like our podcast community just grow and grow and grow. Um, you know, new listeners, new contributors every year. It's, Ooh. it's crazy. Like we have so many people that, that help out and contribute and, uh, submit stuff that I could never handle myself. And I, I love that about this show. And uh, it's very varied and not, not just me. Like I, I, I don't want it to be just me. That's not very fun. I don't, I don't care about my own voice all that much. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. It, it, and, and the cool thing about it is like uh, everybody that that's putting something into the podcast comes from a very varied uh walks of life like we all comes we have contributors in from other countries we have contributors Mm -hmm. uh from different parts of this country i mean we're not all in the same like geographic area or like life experiences but we we all somehow love the same thing and we're all able to connect through that like uh i've said it before uh, I've made so many good friends from, from this community and being part of this podcast, like, like, uh, and hanging out with you, man, it's been a, a, a few times that we hung out when we went to like shows and, and we went to the Jurassic world live. It's been great. You know, like, yeah, you, it's like, it's like these lifelong friends you've, you never knew you had until like, <laughs> when, you, like it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's there's like, though, there's no awkwardness when you meet somebody, uh, that like is a fan of Jurassic in the, in this like podcast community we got going on here. When we we met for the first time, um, for that uh for the exhibition during that like snowstorm, you know, it was, <laughs> there was we all instantly connected. We were yeah. all like friends instantly, and it was that was awesome. You know? Yeah, there's so many instances like that that could be very awkward or weird, but like. It, not at all. Like every one of us that came out in that snowstorm, listeners, contributors, whoever it was, popped in there. And it was just like, you know, saying hi to some friends that you've known forever. It was really cool. And and you mentioned the live tour thing. Me, you and Caleb uh, went out there mm-hmm. and like uh, we were in just like some comic books shops and stuff. And we literally just stood there and had like debates and conversations about Jurassic. And it was like. I felt yeah. like we were on like a comic book show, like like what is Kevin Smith like hosts like a comic book show or something, right? Like it felt like yeah, something yeah, like that. Right. It felt like us just hanging out, just having conversations in a shop, and it was really really awesome. And unfortunately, we were not recording at that moment. We did record uh, later that we, night, but 
we 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 said that at some point in the conversation like wow we should have recorded this <laughs> we're like 15 minutes in and we're like wait what we didn't we gotta we also gotta go we gotta get around new york but like yeah, yeah it was it was awesome and and that's that's special is like anybody like i could record for the first time with somebody and it's like we've known each other because we all have this shared interest and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully it's easy for people to listen to and, and get involved in. And, uh, yeah, it's an awesome place, man. I, I love it here. Yeah, man. Uh, I feel that we've, we've, uh, really gone through the subject, uh, pretty well. And people have really known why is it that, uh, yeah. when, when was the first time you, you, you saw a dinosaur? Um, so I, I would say, Brad, um, if you have anything else to say for for the segment, <laughs> well, you know, just thank you for having me on the segment. I, I'm I'm super excited to see where this goes, and just to like, cause cause we don't always have that moment to dig down and find out more about the contributors per se. Yes, mm-hmm. we have. Yes, we do have deep conversations and stuff like that, but we don't always get to learn history, like your segment in general any any segment that you've ever done like whether it's with yourself or ted or any other hunter out there it 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 gets deep and you you love to get into the the origins of everything and that's what i've always loved hearing amber fines and stuff like that because you get to to hear that origin and hear that love and passion and uh, you know that's that's why i love your segments so much so i think uh I'm, i'm really interested to hear uh, you know, what everybody else is saying too. So, you know, I, I haven't learned that from, from everybody. We've had some great conversations, but uh, I can't wait to get into the origins. So that's, that's going to be cool to hear. Yeah. Awesome. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I re- that's exactly what I go for when I do these uh, segments. <laughs> well, you, you, you kill it, man. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, dude. Well, thank you for the opportunity to do it, you know? <laughs> no, thank you. Let's just... <laughs> Thank you, thank you, sir. No, no, no thank, thank you. you, no, thank, thank you. you. We'll just keep holding the door for each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. If this was not a, the podcast, I, I, I'd use like office reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we might as well. Uh, uh, go ahead. Office reference when Dwight um, and Andy are just thanking each other. Oh, like, I owe you. God. No, I owe you. And uh, <laughs> they're, they're going just back like and forth. Constantly trying to one up each other. I'm going to buy lunch. <laughs> I'm going to buy breakfast. Like, it's just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> so, Mr. Brad Jost, where can the fans find you? Well, um, you can find me on Twitter at Brad Jost. Um, and. I, I don't necessarily plug. I, I plug myself this time. You know, I forget about the podcast. Everyone knows where that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I also have a, a YouTube channel that I I barely talk about here, but I have my own one that I upload videos and stuff too. So go check that out. Just look for myself on YouTube, Brad Jost. You'll you'll find some videos. I recently got through like uh, a string of um, videos from 2015 back before yeah from my trip to africa and it's so funny because like it coincides with when i started this podcast and and you know jurassic world came out you know the weekend i got married and from that moment on i i I nearly stopped producing videos personally and that's that's something that like 
you know, Jurassic inspired me to to get a camera out and to film and to do all that stuff and and always want to capture. So I've always been filming and and so I, I'm I'm uploading stuff there and I finally got back to 2015 uh, to my Africa trip and and that was a real fun trip to go down five years later. So when I started the podcast, I just quit all this other stuff. So finally getting back to it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. That's good. Yeah, I'm excited by it. Um all right. Well, um uh, Jurassic fans, thank you so much for tuning in for this uh for this new segment for I'm really happy how this is going so far. Uh you know, I mean, letting you guys know about the contributors and in this special episode, the host of the entire podcast. Um, but um, see you on the next one. Uh, Amber finds hunters gathers and hopefully uh, Jane Ted's adventure at some point. And uh, have a good one. Jurassic fans. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to the 252nd episode of the Jurassic Park podcast. Thank you so much to Jay, uh, first off, for having me on the uh, the segment today, but also for just, you know, trying to be so innovative and, and so thoughtful as far as, you know, what the content is he wants to bring to the show. And I love that he is he is always thinking about new segments, new ideas, all kinds of fun new stuff that we can always do. And, you know, throughout the years, and, you know, he has been one of the, uh, probably one of the first people to come on board and join us and, and start to produce content. And he's been here, like, this entire time producing multiple segments, not just stopping at one, but, you know, going to, to like, two to three spinoffs of his original segment. And then, you know, starting another one with Ted, which, of course, we haven't really heard from in a while, but... Maybe there's a, a hope in the future that we'll get some more of that. But I know the thing is, he's recorded so many of these uh, Do You Remember segments, and you'll get to hear from so many of the uh, contributors here on the podcast. So many of the voices that you guys hear all the time will be on this segment. So stay tuned. And, you know, hopefully, you know, once we get past all the contributors here, I'm sure I'll move on to, you know, many other people from the community. So it'll always be great to continue along with this segment and learn just so much about each and every person. And that, that really, really excites me because it's not exactly something I've gotten to dive into for long periods of time. Maybe we've touched on the question here or there, but uh, I love that he's diving into it very, very deep. So thank you so much to Jay. Uh, for, you know, continually producing really, really heartfelt segments and, and important segments here on the podcast. But uh, that's all I have for you guys today. So thank you, you know, so much to everybody out there listening for, uh, you know, keeping this show afloat and watching our YouTube videos and sharing this around and communicating with us each and every week or every day over on social media. We love you all so much. So stay safe out there and we'll see you guys all next week. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Please give us a follow on Twitter at Jurassic Park Pod and myself at Brad Jost. 
Also on Facebook and Instagram at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So please be sure to subscribe. Also, don't miss our toy hunts and reviews, in-depth bonus content, live streams, gameplay, events and theme park coverage, and so much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of every episode, so please be sure to spare no expense. Don't miss us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode show notes, wonderful articles, bios from our contributors, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or email us, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening, and enjoy! Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now. Okay, team, listen up. We've got a new predator on the loose. Not you, Blue. The predator we're talking about is the coronavirus. Now I'm going to help you spot the main symptoms in the wild. First, watch out for a high fever. Second, a dry cough like this. Third, trouble breathing. It might even sound like this. Whoa, whoa, back up, Blue. Don't forget about social distancing. Keep at least six feet away from anyone you don't live with. Good job, Blue. We all have to be extra vigilant if we want to beat this virus, even if we don't have any symptoms. That means always protecting ourselves and each other, because this virus, it's invisible. It's made up of germs just like these. It could literally be anywhere. It attacks our bodies. Oh, Blue! Hang on, Blue. Drop it. Drop it. It's okay, girl. It's okay. Which brings me to my last point. Always wash your hands thoroughly for at least 20 seconds with soap and warm water. No! Hey, come back here! Remember, we're all in this together. Teamwork is our best defense. Blue, blue, no! Don't eat the soap! Drop that right now! Oh, should be burping bubbles for a week!